You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. If it wasn't for Jesus, we'd be in a big mess, right? Thank God for Jesus, and uh, you made it. Wow, great. Good to see you. I've, I've had great anticipation for Wednesday, and I'm going, man, it's finally here. I mean, I waited patiently through faith and patience. You know, so I exercised what we ministered on a little bit on the second service on Sunday, and uh, we are going to trust the Holy Spirit in a very strong measure. Um, I've just got that mindset that, you know, Holy Ghost, you just, we're really going to lean on you very, very strongly. So I'm going to ask you to do the same thing with me, is uh, let's lean in to the Spirit of God and endeavor to do what He leads us to do. If it's just preaching the Word, fine. If it's flowing into His Spirit, fine, and the gifts, fine. But I just really have a mindset that, uh, you know, Holy Spirit, you just you, you lead God. He's the great teacher, right? And uh, He knows where we are, He knows where you are, and He knows how to help us. So we, we draw on that Holy Spirit. We, we really want, we want encouragement, we want help. We, you know, things may be going great, we want to grow. We want to be more like Christ. And um, so uh, we'll, let me give a few things away and then we'll kind of lean in there a little bit more. Um, I've got a series, it's called uh, God's Grace to Overcome. And, you know, Pastor Mark and Pam and I, you know, we have fellowship time. And the more you're in ministry, the more you realize it's the grace of God, period. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else before that or nothing else after that. It's just grace, 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 and more grace. And I'm grateful for grace because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. And I got, the grace of God is superb. So this talks about the grace of God to overcome because First uh, Peter 5 says, after you suffered a while, may the God himself perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. And that's under the context of we fight, you know, we we, uh, the, the devil goes around seeking who he may devour, but we resist him steadfast in the faith. And, and that's where God grace comes in. Uh, so when we're going through a suffering or a situation or just testifying, the God, God's grace is a big, big thing. So this is a really good series. One's called the, the blessings of endurance. We talked about that a little bit, remember? And so this is dealing with just enduring. And if you endure, you'll get to the end where you'll reach the blessing. It'll get to you. So who'd like to have, maybe like learn something on, yeah, ma'am, on, oh, yeah, that's right, thank you. Oh, you're so awesome, I forgot. And, uh, and uh, the next one is, uh, it worked for Job, it worked for Joseph, and it'll work for you. And that, okay, right there, you see her, the bright smile, she's, she came ready, praise God. And uh, this is for somebody over here. It's called accountable to God. Uh, you know, the devil is very good at give, helping us to have excuses of why we won't obey God. We blame other people, other situations, for why we are not going to obey God. And it's just not going to work. Uh, you know, we're accountable to God. No matter what anybody else does, we're accountable. So can you imagine being up in heaven and the Lord said, I called you to do this, this, and this. And, and you know, you're <clears throat> before the Lord, you go, well, well God, you remember so-and-so. I, I thought you did. Well, you know what they did. And God's going to say, oh, that's okay. Ask Adam. It didn't work. <laughs> Ask Eve. It didn't work. Are you all with me? It's really a good teaching, but, you, but you, you, want, you want to be ready for this one, okay? There you go. Right there. Good for you. That's, you'll like it. It's really good. And uh, 
Uh, and uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to teach this. I thought maybe I would, but I'm not going to get to. It's called divine strengthenings. Uh, there's a real key here. Uh, with the Apostle Paul, that if you just read the Bible surfacely, you really don't see how he operated. But if you dig into it with a little depthness, you'll find out the Apostle Paul operated that way. He operated according to the power of God that worked in him. And I found this out. There's a church in Alabama that I was helping. They went through a pretty rough time. And, uh, and I say this divinely. You know, you can say things by the Spirit of God, and it just it rings. It's like, wow, that was the Lord. And what I said was, um, a divine vision requires divine strength to accomplish it. It's a very true thing. So, you know, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was praying to accomplish this divine vision God had for him. And the Bible said an angel came and strengthened him. Isn't that interesting? Even Jesus needed divine strength to accomplish a divine vision. So we're all going to need it. So uh, over here, I haven't gotten way over here. You, Chris, you want that? Cool, man. You get two of them. You must be, I don't know what you're doing, but it must be right, man. All right, so you get two of them. And uh, the last one is... um, Divine strength and his peace and joy. So it'll bring the result of peace and joy with those divine strength. Who could use a little peace? Who could use a little joy? I just happened to see her hand right there. I, I just happened to see her hand. Yeah, yes, in the purple. That's right. So it looks like this. Called this called the the God of uh, God's grace to overcome. And then um, I, I think I got this right. Did didn't you? weren't you here Sunday morning? And weren't you one that came up and re, you rededicated your life to the Lord? Now listen, church. You ready? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But this, this is what excites me. You came back. That, that's what excites me. That's, that excites me right there. Making a decision is one thing, but walking that thing out is a whole nother. So we're delighted. So I'm going to give you this book, all right, to help your walk. And it's called The Finisher's Destiny. It's a 31-day devotion. It just takes four or five minutes a day, and it deals with me being finished-minded, that, you know, there's more than just this planet. There's what's called heaven. We're going to, you know, this journey can become difficult, but just don't lose sight of heaven. So that's our gift to you, praise the Lord. Amen. Good for you. I'm glad you made it. That's awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, okay, well, what scripture are we going to? I, I don't know right now. But we will find out here pretty soon. There's a few things rolling inside of there. But remember, we're talking about, you know, relying on. So let's, let's just kind of get a, a, a frame of mind, a, a spiritual mental mind of, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, you live in me, you live in us, you're the great teacher. You know exactly what I need. You know what needs to be said. And um, so, Holy Spirit, we're really going to rely on you right now. Now, I mean, I know we do every service, but I'm just putting an, I'm putting an emphasis upon it. So, Father God, we, uh, we thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, you said, and, and, and when the first time I read it, it just really challenged me, Jesus. But you said, it is to your advantage that I go away. Because if I go away, my Father will send his promise to you, and that's the promise of the Spirit. So when Jesus said, it's to our advantage, he goes away, then it must be a great advantage to have that Spirit. So I pray we take advantage of the great advantage. And that's you, Holy Spirit. That you just don't live inside of us, but that we are filled with you. And that we're refilled with you. And that we're quickened or made more alive. That the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is renewed day by day. And that's by your activity, Holy Spirit. 
So we just want to we just want to be uh, joined to you and uh, and follow you and endeavor to obey you. So Holy Spirit, have have your way. Talk talk and minister and move in people's lives. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your leadership. We're so very, very grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to remember that, and I want you to go to Philippians, please. Let's go to Philippians. I'm going to read a, probably a familiar scripture to you, and as worship was going on, I was, I was quickened with a certain scripture that probably most of you know, but um, I need to speak it because this is going to be for somebody. And, uh, and what you want to do is you want to take this scripture and uh, you, want to, you want to know where it's at in your Bible. You might want to highlight it or you want to write it down because when I say it, uh, it's just going to have meaning and, uh, and purpose for, for your life and for your future. So anyway, um, um, Philippians chapter 3, look at verse 7 and 8. And uh, the apostle Paul said, but what things were gained to me uh, all those things I counted lost for Christ. All that he did religiously, he just counted those as dung, really. He just put them to the side. Uh, in verse 8, but indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. So jump on down to verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me, brethren. And, and, and this, is what, this, is, this is the scripture here. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, what now, uh, of getting a hold of Christ like he has a hold of me, of uh, that perfection of the resurrection uh, walk. I've not perfected that, but I press on. Yes. So, uh, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing, now, notice I do is italicized, meaning it's not in the original Greek. They added it to bring out meaning, which it does, but let's leave it out. I think it helps better in this situation. All right, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing. I didn't apprehend that as far as being perfected in Christ, as far as walking. I'm still pressing on for that, but I have perfected. I have perfected one thing. That's a pretty powerful statement. Well, what is that? Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Amen. Amen. And uh, while we're worse, what can't is just, just keep going forward, period. Keep pressing forward. Well, the way you do that is you forget what's behind you. Uh, I, you, know, you can go along just be doing just great, right? And all of a sudden you'll get this thought and, and I've had a thought come to me back in college, you know, and, and just a, a very wrong way of life college was. And this thought would come to me, and I'd go, God, David, you're so stupid. <laughs> you're so stupid to have this kind of activity in your life. And I'd just go, Father, thank you so much for forgiving me. I didn't dwell on it, didn't go over it. I just go, Father, thank you so much for forgiving me. I'm just grateful. I'm glad I'm not that stupid now. <laughs> come on. Thank you, Father. And so that's one way we keep that behind us. You, it, to press forward, you have to put things behind you, behind you. Yeah. 
So the Apostle Paul said, this is what I do. Now, if you don't really think about him in his past, uh, he, he was a very ruthless, religious cruel person. He would draw people out of homes and, and would torment them, make them blaspheme the name of Christ, would throw them into prison, and he was vehemently against the way. Well, imagine finding out who the Lord was and finding out that all the time you're fighting against the Christ you thought you were serving. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. That's right. Come on. But he wasn't. So he had, to, he had to let all those things go and then press on for what's ahead. So that's, that's for somebody. Uh, that's a, it's a word for you that you want to hang on and lay a hold of is let go of the past, forget it. When it comes up, you just go, I, I, you just, Father, I thank you, I'm forgiven, praise God. I just thank you, I'm forgiven. And don't dwell on it, don't go over it. Because, I, I mean, my little thought was, I, that was just, gee, well, that was just stupid, you know. But I thank you for your forgiveness. All right, so that, that's for somebody And uh, then uh, verse 14, so I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So uh, once we put it behind us, we keep pressing toward the goal. So just keep going forward. Just no matter what goes on, go forward. No matter what the disappointment, go forward. No matter what you see, go forward. No matter the circumstance, family of God, just make the quality spiritual mental decision to keep going forward. Amen. Now, let's go to Hebrews, and um, I'm going to share a familiar scripture with you there. Hebrews 11, and we're going to go to verse 6, okay? Hebrews 11, and uh, we'll go to um, verse 6. And I'm looking for a particular set of notes that they are. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it's impossible to please him or please God. Now, for this, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we know we need faith. We found that out Sunday. We need faith to please God. So what is an element of faith? That when I come to God, I believe that he is. And I'm, that helps me in my prayer life. I just like to say that at times. Father, I just, you know, I come to pray and I just, I believe that you are. I believe that you are and that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. It just does something to my faith. You know, because there's times you pray, you'll experience God. And there's times you pray and it's just, you're just praying. It's just a discipline. And, you, and you're praying that, you're praying that discipline out. So there's great moments in God. And there's just times it's just, it's just discipline. And what helps me is, Father, I, I just come to you because I believe that you are. And that you're a rewarder of those that diligently seek you. So I'm coming, but I also believe you're a rewarder. Now, with that thought in mind, go over to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. And I, I really like this. This is such a good scripture, set of scriptures. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. And we'll read through, uh, well, no, let's go to 5. Chapter 6, verse 5. Okay, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and on the corners of the streets, and they may be seen by men. As surely I say to you, they have their reward. Well, you know, I, I like to pray. Because when I, when I pray, man, I pray this eloquent prayer, and people always come up to me, and they pat me on the back, go, man, that was, the, that was an awesome prayer. And, and what he's saying there was, that's your reward. Yeah. 
because you prayed to be seen by men. So you got your reward. That's what you got. So, but he goes on to say, and I really love this man, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So when we pray, I go, Father, I think, I, I, I believe that you are, and I believe that you're a reward of those that diligently seek you. And Father, I, when I pray, I know that you're watching because I'm praying to you in secret. The door shut is you and me. We're having time together. We're praying. We're meditating, waiting on you, whatever it is. But Father, I know, I know you're watching. I know you're seeing. And so then there's a reward with that. So God's a God of reward. Now, I'm sharing this because I want to talk about this, this element of uh, fellowship. And I'm going to read some statements by uh, Dr. Kenneth Hagin. I don't know if you know of him or not. Uh, 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 Pastor Mark and I went to the same Bible school, and, uh, and we were taught just fabulous, marvelous, wonderful truths. And he'd been in, you know, in ministry for about 60 years at that point, and it's just his knowledge is just beyond. But he made some statements, and I went back and I found, I found the cassette tape. Because it was so powerful. And I remember as a student, I would there and I would go like, oh my gosh, that's powerful. And, and then I would think about, I got to find that. I need to write it down verbatim what he said about fellowship. Because it just ringed inside of me as that was a student being taught. And it's dealing with fellowship. Now, if you recall Sunday, we talked about that not only do we want to apply our heart of faith to the promise, but we also want to apply our heart to the help of the Holy Spirit. Do you remember that? Well, that's going to come from our fellowship. And so, so we're now Dr. Kenneth Hagin, and if you know of him, he had this mandate from God. This was his call to the body of Christ, and it went all over the world. And he said, go teach my people faith. That was his call. That was his mandate. That was his assignment. Now, when we went to Rama Bible Training College, that's not the only thing he taught. By, by no means. He taught, a, like, the love of God was, a, he was really big on the love of God. Yes. And I think we're going to tap into that. So, a lot of different things that he taught, but, you know, faith was, of course, his main element. So, now, he got healed by faith. He learned faith. He's teaching faith. And so we're there learning all these things. And, and I told you, you know, it took me three months to really believe that I can have what I say. It took that long to accept that truth. Well, then he makes this statement that was so powerful that I want to read it to you. And I, now don't become bored. Really try to be in tune and listen because the words that he's saying here are very, very powerful. That's why I took it word for word so that I could relate this to you and go further. So here it is. Uh, uh, Here's the statement. It was Faith Library number seven. Now, here is something that is so important that hasn't got over to folks in teaching what we call sometimes the faith message, and yet here is the heart of it. That got my attention. All the rest of it that you've heard is for naught. Went to Faith Library 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And he's saying, if you don't catch this right here, all that other you learned is for naught. <laughs> and that's probably why it got my attention. Yeah. Unless you know this. And you can readily see why possibly faith is not working for a lot of folks. Though they are making the right confessions and saying the right things. He's, now listen, fellowship 
is the parent of real faith. Write this down and don't forget it. I did. I said, fellowship is the parent of real faith. If you find someone whose faith is weak, you may know this, that his fellowship has been broken or is of a low type. This broken fellowship does not break your relationship. You still have relationship with God. There's not this depth of fellowship. But it mars and robs that relationship of its richest blessings and benefits. This is powerful, man. Write this down and don't forget it. I did. You can locate yourself and work on it. I did. And am. A low grade of faith comes from a low grade of fellowship. Now, here's a statement that sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Most Christians have lost their fellowship. Most Christians have lost their fellowship. Now, listen, and are putting duty in the place of it. I know. It, woo, it's, this is heavy. I mean, but this is a loaded statement of just how important. See, if we want our, our walk of faith, our, 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 our walk just with God to please God, it, it's based on our fellowship with the master. It's based on our fellowship with God the Father. It, it's a priority. This fellowship is union with him. Y'all know this in John 15. Jesus said, I'm, I'm the vine and we're the branches. Right, we all know that whole story. Well, what if you could disconnect a branch from a vine? You're going to still try to produce fruit? Impossible. Yeah. And then Jesus said, "For without me, you can do nothing." Well, what does that mean? In Spanish, isn't that de nada in San in Spanish? Thank you. Nothing. You know, I, I El Zippo. You know, that's. It, 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 so it, it, it's, a, it's an element that once I'm saved, I need to have this fellowship with the master because that's where, that's where see, my faith, is, my faith is not just based on the promise only. My faith is also based on his character, yes. knowing who he is. How do I get to know who he is? Because I'm having some fellowship time with through the word of God and through prayer both. And so it's kind of like, uh, you know, it, it, uh, let's say I'm at your home and you got a pool and you got a kid five years old, you know, and so I'm in the pool and I'm swimming laps, man. I can do, I can do gainers. I can do one and a half. I can do flips. I can swim back and forth like, you know, Mark Spitz, praise God. Dream on, David, dream on. Okay. And so there's a kid not in the, you know, hey, come on, jump in here and I'll help you swim. And the kid's going to go, huh, huh. Well, I promise I'll catch you. No. Well, you saw me swim. You know I can swim. I promise I'll catch you. No. Then you get mom or dad in there, and what do they do? They jump before you're able to see them. Now, why is that? Because that little child knows mom and dad, but that child does not know me. So it comes with the same thing with God as when we know God, it puts in a place that we are at a place of trust. We're able to uh, exercise and operate our faith of pleasing and walking with God. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. So now that's a thought. And then we're going to get something really cool. All right. So here's a now. That was one. Another session. He says this. What I'm talking about now is the very heart of what we call the faith message. There can be no growth in faith, grace, etc., with broken fellowship, no development of faith. Now, listen to this. Fellowship in its fullness is the joy life with the throttle wide open 
on a downhill grade. (laughs) What a way to make a point. Isn't that awesome? Fellowship in its fullness now is the joy life with a throttle wide open on a downhill grade. Come on, somebody. That's the fullness of fellowship. So fellowship in its fullness is the soil out of which living faith grows to fruition. Faith dies on a low type of fellowship. It shrivels up. But we want to maintain a rich, full fellowship, which is vastly important. Now, that comes by the word, because the word, the word says in Colossians 3 that we're to, be, to put the word inside of us richly. And faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the what? The word of God. But also, isn't Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith? Yes. Doesn't it say that? Yes. Now, if we're not careful, we put ourselves in that position. Example. Well, I, I need God to do some finances. I need God to do a miracle. I, I need a healing or I need a victory in a certain area. And, and this is the right thing to do. And so we go to the word and we're going to find promises. And you do need to find a promise that covers your case. It's hard to fight the good fight of faith when you don't even have a promise. So that's the first thing. You got to have a promise. Are you all with me? So if you don't have a promise, find yourself a promise. Because you're already defeated before you got started because you don't have the promise. So find the promise. All right. Well, then in that uh, having the promise, there's also the help of the Lord Jesus Christ, who's the author and the finisher of my faith. Now, I want to give an example. Back when I was pastoring, um, uh, I was there about three months in Taos, New Mexico. If y'all ever know Taos, that's where I started the pastor. And I uh, made $500 a month. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> Woohoo! Everybody wants to be a pastor and make money. $500 a month, man. The church bed was 934. And so it was just, it was, it was not a good situation. And so I remember laying on the couch and I was worrying about the situation because how's the church going to pay for a satellite? How's it going to pay for this? It doesn't have the, it's barely paying me and you know, all the stuff going, we're doing the best we can. And so it was, it became overwhelming, not overwhelming, but a care. So I'm sitting down and I'm trying to just thinking about it. And someone said, you're, what do you think? What are you talking about? talking about you mean i'm talking about this out loud yeah i'll go that i gotta get this dealt with i gotta go went to the church i got you know in front of the pulpit and i said now lord you allow me to minister to people but i need you to minister to me right now i I need help and and god i'm in worry and i know worry is sin i know that so i'm I, i just need you to talk to me i need you to help me because this financial thing and the lack i see everywhere i look is lack guys i had places that were cracked I mean, just everything, it was just, it was just, it was just, you, if you walked in the home I lived in, it, you, you, your head would spin because, you remember the shag carpet? Red, green, yellow. <laughs> remember the shag carpet? Remember that? Well, shag carpet was in there, and then we had wallpaper. The wallpaper didn't even, meet, didn't even match the shag carpet. How's that possible? I don't know. But it, it, and then we had curtains didn't match anything else in the house. <laughs> So, so when you'd walk in, your head would just, you'd just spin like, whoa, man, look at this place. It was just, it was like, it was not good. Then we're eating out of plates that are cracked, you know, and, and, and I, I don't like to eat out of cracked plates because of that. I just, because I don't want to go back to that. Am I okay here? So I'm over, so here I am and I'm in front of the pulpit and I go, Lord, I need you to minister to me. I need help. Because I know this is sin, the worry. So I got off to the side, I got real quiet, and still, it wasn't two minutes, and the Lord spoke, and he said, don't doubt no longer. I'm thinking, don't doubt. 
I went to Faith Library 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 8. I read all the books by Dad Hagen. You gave me a revelation on it from the Bible. I mean, I believe faith works, Father, and don't doubt any longer. And, 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 God, and God began to say, it said, Joshua and Caleb entered into the land of abundance, the land flowing with milk and honey for your spirit, your soul, and your body, because Joshua and Caleb saw me, God, bigger than the giants. But now the other spies came back. They came back with the bad report. They didn't enter into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of abundance for spirit, soul, and body, because they saw the giants bigger than me, meaning God. Now, when he said that, it did two things. It gave me faith and it gave me hope. Because what's he doing? He's speaking God's word. He's speaking God's principles. Are y'all, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Amen. word of God. And it, it gave me faith. It gave me hope. It gave me encouragement. And so I'm there and I'm like, so God, what you're saying is, if I'm going to get out of a land of not enough through the land of just enough to the land of more than enough, then I have to believe that you're bigger than the giant of lack. And lack was in every turn. It was everywhere around. I had it made better in Bible school than I did when I began to pastor. Pinto beans and cornbread, praise God. That's a southern thing for you right there. What's, what's pinto beans? Oh, y'all know what pinto's beans are. Matter of fact, I love pinto beans with red chili. Come on, man. Little papas. Fresh made tortillas. Woo! I can see heaven from here, praise God. I, yeah, man. I love that stuff, man. I, and hot, don't, no gringo stuff. It needs to be hot. Okay. I, that, I'm on a wrong tangent. Let's come back here. Come back to the service, okay? So... So I closed, I closed my eyes because I knew what God was saying. And I go, so Lord, you're saying if I'm going to get out of this mess, I've got to believe you're bigger than the giant of lack. So I meditated. So meditation, I, I got my eyes and I saw the giant of lack. Now he was so tall, couldn't even see his head, man. But I brought God's foot on top of it and it crushed the giant and he stepped off the giant. And I go, okay, God, that's who you are. Thank you, Father God. Now it didn't change overnight, but it did change. Matter of fact, the, the secretary came and says, we, we, we owe back money from before I got there, different administration of a certain amount of money. And I, I'm just like, well, why don't you check and be sure? And then she said, yeah, we owe it. So I just took the bill. I slapped it and said, well, God, I thank you. You're bigger. Honest truth. Because I knew how we're going to get out because God spoke. God led. I got rid of the care, gave that to God, and, got, and, and God's, big, God's big enough to take care of a, yes, of, a, of a bill. God's been to take care of the giant called lack. Yes. Right? So now I'm relating that because that fellowship time with the Father gave me a word on how to get out, and it deposited hope, and it gave me faith at the same time. Because without hope, faith can't operate because faith is the substance of things hoped for is the evidence of things not seen. So things got better and better and better and better and praise God. It got to the point we, we got out of that situation and I got a raise. I made a thousand a month. Yeah, woohoo. It's better than 500. All right, so are, y'all do, are you doing okay with this thing? All right, so we're, so we're talking about this element called 
called fellowship, which is very, very important. Well, that was a part of it. And through that fellowship, God was able to give some guidance and some direction. And so as you're waiting on God, you know, there's times where uh, he may not say anything. You're just quiet and still. You're just waiting on God. A lot of times he speaks as you read the Bible. When you start reading the Bible, start talking through the scriptures that you read. More times than not, that'll be the way that God will speak as you read scriptures. But the Lord's going to, and God's a great listener, isn't he? I mean, he knows how to listen, man. He's a great listener. And but so, so I want to be a good listener, too, where the Lord can speak and lead and guide and say things. All right, so fellow, now, so coming back, so fellowship is the real heart to walking by faith. Fellowship is the real heart to pleasing God. Those that come to God must believe that he is. How many of y'all believe that he is? And not do I believe that he is, but he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So I may have had a rough day, but I want to be diligent to seek the Lord. I may be challenged to quit or stop, but I'm going to be diligent to forget what's behind me and to press forward and seek the Lord. Amen. And when I pray in secret, the Lord, he sees in secret and he's going to reward openly. Praise the Lord. See, these are scriptures that help our faith in developing fellowship. Now, fellowship just not praying. Fellowship is just fellowship. It's, it's walking with God. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just walk with God. And let's say there's a situation at your job, and you're like, man, Lord, I don't know how to handle that right there, but you do. I'm asking for your help. Well, that's a great thing to do. Why not? Yes. You invited him. Right. You know, the Bible says to pray without ceasing. Well, how in the world do you do that? that that's it right there. You just... You're walking with life with your mind on the Lord and going, Lord, I need help right there. I don't know how to deal with this situation. Does that make sense to you? So we're mindful of that. So then once again, I want to remind you that fellowship is the real parent to faith. So we have the promise. Thank God for the promise. But now we also need this fellowship to where uh, with the Lord that creates this soilless atmosphere by which the promises of God can grow and have, have a fruit and expression. Right, so this is a major thing. Our fellowship ends up being a really important thing. So it's not just praying that's part of it, but it's just, it's just walking with God, walking with the Lord. You know, I like those prayers, and I know pastors taught about them like in Ephesians. Uh, Father, grant me the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of you. That the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened, that I would know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of the inheritance and saints and what is the exceeding greatness of your power to me, word, who believe. Love that. Colossians 1, Father, fill me with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding that I may walk worthy of you, pleasing unto you, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So there's always an increase in the knowledge of God. There's always an increase in fellowship with, with the Lord. Always increase. So if we're going to live this life of, of walking with God, this life of faith that just shall live by faith, our real faith comes from, yes, the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But now let me say this. All right. So Jesus was what? First John talks, first John, John 1, when Jesus came to this earth, Jesus was the word, right? Jesus was the word manifested. And that word was manifested in the flesh, and it was light unto men. Are you all familiar with that scripture in John? So Jesus was the what? The word manifested in flesh. So he's a living word. Now, guess what the living word did when he was tempted? It is written. 
Come on, somebody. It is written. So what the written word did, he stood on the, the living word, stood on the written word. Hello, somebody. So it must be pretty important. When the living word said, it is written, it is written, and then wonderfully defeated the enemy in all those temptations. Isn't that powerful? So then you have the written word, and now we can have then the living word living inside of us, which is related to our fellowship and walking with the Lord. Now, so I want to take it. Now, what, what makes that practical? You know, what makes it a place? What opens that door that creates more and more of that fellowship? And I'm glad you asked me that question because it's a very smart one. So, so I want to answer that. Now, now go, go to, uh, go to uh, 1 John. Let's go there. Are you all doing all right? Yes. All right, let's go to 1 John. And um, I want to show you something that, you know, there's a lot of doctrine in the Bible, and, and they're all important, but I'm going to show you what I believe to be the two most important doctrines in the Word of God. So 1 John chapter 3, 1 John 3, look at verse 22 and 23. 1 John 3, verse 22 and 23. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. No doubt, that foremost is the most important doctrine in the word of God. I'm sure you agree. And love one another. As he gave his commandment. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and love one another. All right, now, you know, you're probably familiar with this. When Jesus is being questioned, we won't go there. I can show you scripture. We won't go there. When they found he answered very wisely, they said, well, of all the scriptures, of all the commandments, what's, what's the most important commandments? And the Lord said, there's only, Jesus said, there's only one Lord. And he said, and so you need to love the Lord your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Now listen, on this hangs all the law in all the words of the prophets. That's right. Amen. Wow. Amen. How powerful is that? So I need to love God. I need to love myself because God loves me and I need to love others. Now with that said, go to 1 John 4, 1 John 4, 16. So I need to love God, love myself and love others. 1 John 4, 16. And and, and if you're able to write on your Bible, I want to encourage you to do so because there's some important words here. Uh, If you've got, you know, an A-pad, I-pad, all-pad, U-pads, whatever pad you got, do the highlight button. Highlight it, okay? So here we go. First John 4, 16. And we have known. Yeah, right there. That's a key word, known. And we have known and believed. Key word is believe. And we have known and believed the love God has for us. God is love. And he who loves or he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Now, there's a powerful statement. So if I will abide in the love of God, I'm abiding in God and God's abiding in me because God is love. And so the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's the agency that dispenses the love of God. Thank you, Father. I do remember that. Thank you. I about forgot it. So I'm so glad you reminded me. Isn't God good? 
Let me talk about fellow, this still, we're still on fellowship. I'm moving into the love of God a second. You know, as a young Christian, you know, I was, I was born again at the age of 12, Billy Graham Crusade at the Neelium Stadium, where the, right, Neelium, Neel, the stadium where UT plays. The Volunteers. Come on, man. That, what a way to get saved. All right, UT Stadium with Billy Graham. Come on, man. That's the best. Okay, never mind. That didn't go over very well. So I got water baptized, and, uh, but didn't get to know God. I didn't get to know him. Um, I, he was my savior, but he definitely was not Lord. Wasn't Lord. So then I go to college, and I'll go, you know, Jesus' cause, I need to live it up. Yeah, that was, a, that was, the, that was the, that's what got me in trouble right there. That's what did it right there. So then after graduating from college, I just, as things were so messed up because sin will catch up to you. And it did. And so I'm just, I'm beyond myself. I'm not sure what to do. And all I know is I got, I got to find God again. So I'm going to go back to church. And I said, God, deal with me. And I dealt with myself. And I'm like, Lord, I need a change. And like Pastor Mark said, you could rededicate 52 weeks out of the year. You know, everybody was always rededicating. But I told, and this is the work of God. And I didn't even know it. And I told the Lord, God, I'm not, I, Lord, I don't want to rededicate all the time. Either I'm going all the way or I don't go at all. That was my, and that was the Holy Ghost working. See, I'm counting the cost. That's a whole nother deal. Then that's, all right. So then you got, you know, so Lord, it's all the way or none. And so I've been asking God to deal with me and, and I'm dealing with myself. And it went for maybe about a month, month and a half. We had a week long revival. The last day of that revival, I just knew this is my moment. So I went to the front, got the preacher's hand. I said, preacher, you know, you, I was water baptized here, but college was not very good. Really got away from God, but I want you to pray with me because I want you to know that right now from this day forward, my highest pleasure is to please God, that I'm going to die to me, spirit, soul, and body. I want, I want to serve the Lord. He prayed. Dramatic, dramatic, dramatic change. When you make Jesus Lord, it brings major transformation. Savior's not enough. He needs to be Lord. Savior and Lord. Okay, y'all with me so far? So then, and I started experiencing God. I'm I'm talking in presence. And I was like, wow, Lord, I didn't didn't know it was like this. I mean, man, if I knew it was like this, I'd have done it a whole lot sooner. I I didn't know you could be this real. I did, wow, you know. And, And so after about three months or six months of that, I'm in my living room after I got back from my job, and I'm I'm in a lounge chair, like a lazy boy kind of thing. And I'm just telling God, God, you're so good. You're so awesome. You're so great. Man, God, I just didn't know it could be like this. Man, you're fabulous. God, this is just the best thing that ever happened to me. And listen, God came down in that little house. And he came down in my living room, and I was overwhelmed with the presence of God. Well, the next thing I know, I find myself in the bedroom on my knees with my, you know, with my, my hands over the bed, and I'm boo-hooing and crying and all tore up. Because love of God will do that. The love of God will humble you, man. So I'm just boo-hooing and crying and all. And, and you know what it felt like? It felt like I was in heaven. The presence of God permeated everything. It permeated furniture. It permeated the room. It permeated me. I, I, was, I was in the love of God. It, just, it was just the most powerful, awesome thing, the one thing I've ever experienced. And I remember getting loved on God in this sin would come up that I did. And I'm like, God, oh my, why, how would you forgive me of that? And this come up, Lord, wow, and then I died. And then the more the sin would come up, 
up, the more I'd bawl, you know, because God, God was, for, he's forgiven me of all those things. And then I said, and then I said, and this came out of my spirit. Wow, God, you are real. There's peace that surpasses all understanding. There's love that surpasses all understanding. Well, that love is what I got dosed with in my intellect. In my intellect, it goes like, well, 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 sure, God's real. But the intellect can't capture what your spirit can capture. And it captured it, and that's why I said, God, you are real. Because I, ex- I had ex- it was fellowship with God, and I experienced him on a very major level. Yeah, but come on, Reverend. I mean, you're a reverend, man. I mean, come on. You, 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 you preach that you're in the body of Christ. No, this is before, this before I ever knew I was called. <laughs> come on. I was sitting in the pews just like you, loving on Jesus. Then later on, God began to formulate a call. Sure shocked the living daylights out of me. I'll tell you right now, God, you don't understand. It, it's me. <laughs> you know, the Bible says God calls the foolish things to confound the wise. I qualified for a call. <laughs> okay, now that we made that point. Now go to John 14, okay? God wanted me to share that story, and I just about forgot it. But that just, I, and the reason why is because the Lord wants us all to know that this is real. Yeah. It's not because I have a call, because that was before I knew I had a call. It's not because I'm someone special, because I'm not. I have a call. I have an anointing on my life, but I got to work at it just like you do. Are y'all here? I'm just as human as you are, I guarantee you. Are y'all with me? But I have a call, and I, and I, I, I love the fact that there's an anointing. I respect that anointing. I love that anointing. I'm addicted to the anointing. And praise God, it's free. Well, now, I was, now, now I'm going to tie this in now because we're talking about fellowship. That was, the, that was the richness of fellowship. That was the benefit of me experiencing the love of Christ that surpasses all understanding. It was just the best thing that ever happened on this planet, man. It was like, no drug can get you where that took me. Are you hearing me? So if you like getting high, move into fellowship. I'm serious as I can be. All right, so then now, so let's move on. So now I'm pastoring in Taos. Um, I'm in my, I don't know, first, second, third year. I just, it's somewhere in there, probably second or third year. And I'm invited to go to San Antonio to Stephen Becky Fender's church, a, a very powerful church. And uh, Becky Fender used to do a lot of music and stuff like that and led worship. And I'm invited to go, but I'm going to miss a Sunday service. So I'm going to talk to God about it. So I, I go off to the church and I'm, I'm praying. I go, now, Lord, I'm invited to go uh, down in San Antonio and I would love to go, uh, but I need to talk to you about because I'm going to miss Sunday and there's other things involved then, Lord, I just want to hear what you have to say about it. So I'm just spending some time praying and talking to God about that. And the Lord said, go ahead and go, and I'll take care of it. And what he meant was the finances, because I, I remember I was making $500 a month. He says, go ahead and go. I'll take care of it. And I, so I, well, I can go, and I knew I'm going to take care of the finances. So, okay, well, that, that's not going to be an issue. All right, and so that's great. But then God didn't stop there. He said, go ahead and go, and I'll take care of it. Then God said, Now, I want you to tell them how to have an ultimate experience with me. God, I'm not the speaker. 
I'm just invited to go. I'm not the one that's scheduled to speak. They don't even know who I am. So here's the deal, God. You open the door, and I'll do it. You open the door, and I'll be obedient, but you'll have to be the one to open the door, but I'll be obedient. So prayer time stopped, right? Well, then I begin to think, well, how do we have an ultimate experience with God? So how many of y'all know if you're going to preach something, y'all know something about it? So I went back on my prayer. I went back to pray. I said, now, God, there, there's, 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 a, there's a little problem here. You know, if you open that door, great. But, Lord, how do we have an ultimate experience with you? And, man, God quoted, he said, John 14, 21. Now, I didn't know what John 14, 21 said. So I just like you, I'll go to my Bible. I'm going to open it up. Now, we want the Amplified in this, if you can help me. Uh, in Fort John 14, 21, we'll move the Amplified in a moment. So here we go. So here's what God's answer on how to have an ultimate experience with him. Are you all ready? Yes. He who has my commandments and keeps them. Now, what's his commandment? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Love God. Love others, but that also involves loving yourself. For he who has my commandments, who has and keeps. He who has and keeps them is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and what? Manifest myself to him. And I read that and I went, oh, well, that, that would be an experience, Lord. No doubt about it. Now, let's read that in the Amplified Bible. Can you pull that up for me, please? John 14, 21, and it, it'll expound it. And is it already up? There we go. Okay, now, here we go, everybody. You ready? The person who has my commandments and keeps them, it, now watch this, is the one who what? Really. How many people have you known that they say, oh, I love God, but their life doesn't quite say that? I have an answer for that. They may have a heart for God. Are you with me? But they're not loving God. It's really powerful, but it's good. Y'all okay still? All right. The person who has my commandments and keeps them is him who really loves me, and whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him, and what? And will show, reveal, manifest, next verse, myself to him. Look at this. I will let myself be clearly seen by him, oh my God in heaven, and make myself real to him. Come on, somebody. That's an awesome scripture. So how do we have an ultimate experience with God? I have your commandment, and you know what, God? I'm going to do that commandment. And the Lord said, if you'll keep it and you do it, I'm going to make myself real to you. You ever get around some people, and they talk about all these experiences they're having with God, and I'm talking about real experiences, not flaky stuff, real experiences. 
and that's because I believe that's because they've got a hold of this commandment because they're, they're, they're having and they're doing and they're having these experiences. So if you want experiences with Almighty God, if you want an ultimate experience with Almighty God, if you want to have fellowship with God, if you want to have them reveal himself to you with clarity, then all we got to do is I have your commandment and by the help of the Spirit of the living God and by Almighty grace, I'm going to do that thing, praise God. And God said, I'm, I'm going to make my home with you. Yes. Home, home. Amen. You, ever say, you ever had someone stay in your home before? Come on. You know they're there. Yeah. Isn't it true? That's right. You on. know they're there. Yeah. They're upstairs in another room, but you know they're there. Yeah. Isn't that right? You wake up in the morning, they come down, you know they're there. You, back, you know they're there. And when they leave, going bye bye, you know they're not there. It is good. Listen, I'm gonna make my I'm gonna make my home with you. Oh wow, man, Jesus. Who's your guest? Jesus. God the Father and the Holy Spirit, praise God. All right, now let's take it, now let's take it a step further. So uh, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Now, I'm going to need the Amplified Bible again here in a little bit in verse 23 and 24. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, wow, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and make my home, make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but it's the Father who sent me. All right, now let's read verse 23 and 24 in the Amplified, please. Oh, you already got it up? Great job. All right, y'all ready to read it? Here we go. Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teaching, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home abode, special dwelling place, with him. That was great. Good job. Thumbs up. Okay. (laughs) And anyone who does not really love me does not observe and obey my teaching. And the teaching which which you hear and heed is not mine, but it comes from the Father who sent me. Now, family God, you know, that it's clarity, but it's weighted. It, don't you think those are weighted scriptures? And it makes you think about yourself, doesn't it? Makes you, think, makes you think about your walk. And it's like, now let me say this. We're not going to reach perfection. It's not going to happen. I mean, look, if you were perfect, we'd worship you. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But we do need to become more and more and more like Christ as we develop in our Christian walk. Are you with me? More and more like him. And the way that's going to happen is we have the Holy Spirit. We have our conscience that will prick and say, this is fine, this is not fine, and don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And hopefully we don't do it. Because if you do do it, it's repent time. And I'm sure none of you have ever experienced that before. Well, they're a holy bunch. Wow, I'm impressed, Pastor Mark. Wow, man. All right, so then, how are we going to develop this fellowship 
It's our love walk. It's me loving God, loving myself, loving others. And then when I read the word of God, then it, and I go, okay, or the Lord's in, uh, impressing me to do something. Then what I'm doing, I'm now taking the word of God and it's like, I'm going to apply it. You know, I remember, and, and we can go there. Uh, go, let's go to Romans 12, all right? Romans 12. And, uh, you know, the Bible says to keep the word of God before you. Romans 12. And uh, right, now, we're talking about fellowship, remember? Fellowship is the, real, is the real parent to faith. So we don't want to put duty in the place of fellowship. That, that just, that wouldn't be good. So not duty, but, but we're serving God because we love him. Now, what helps that fellowship is my, it's my love walk. I'm going to love God. I'm going to love Jesus. I'm going to love myself. And then when I read scripture, it's like, okay, Lord, we're going to do this. And, and listen, it's not always easy to do the scriptures. It's not always easy. So that's why we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, you know, have you ever gone through where uh, someone mistreated you or treated you wrongly or there was flat out injustice and you were taken from, you know, and so when you get taken from, you know, you get, I don't know, you get a little riled up. Now, maybe not everybody, but most people probably get riled up, you know, and so, and then it brings, what it did, it brings anger. Uh, you become very upset and very angry and to the point, you know, that you'd like to, you know, well, let's, let's make things even. You know, that could be the attitude behind it. And so I remember I was going through a really difficult situation. And so Rome, I began to read Romans 12 because personally, I wanted to take vengeance. Now, the flesh, the flesh. But I knew if I took vengeance, I would pay a price for it. So I don't need to do that. So I would go to Romans 12 and I would read it. And it would say, verse 15, Rejoice with those who rejoice, with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, verse 17. Repay no one evil for evil. What did I read? Repay no one evil for evil. Oh, well, I'm, 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 not, uh, I'm not lining up too good there. All right, God. I'm asking for your help right here because this challenges me because personally, I'd like to get my 357 and just show you how good of a shooter I am. No, the Bible says repay no one evil for evil, but have regard for good things inside of all men. Look at this one. If it is possible, as much depends upon you, live peaceably with all men. Oh my goodness. Now God wants you to live at peace with people that could be unpeaceable. What's up with that? Huh? So now we're, see, now we're challenged, right? Now we're challenged. I'm either going to do this thing my way or God's way, and God's way is going to require some patience. It's going to require faith. It's going to require relying on God. Hello, someone. And, and I'll tell you, this Romans 12, this through here, you know, beloved, do not avenge yourself, rather get a place of wrath. There's vengeance. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't be overcome by the circumstance. Overcome the circumstance with the love of God, with the word of God. You know, I read that 40 times, if not more. I mean, I stuck that thing in my face and went, you're going to do this. 
Don't want to. You're going to do it. Now, I'm trying to make this practical. It's what I'm trying to do. It's not like you're just going to jump around and go, oh, yeah. I mean, that could happen. That could happen. But more likely than not, it'll be such of a challenge that I've got to get a hold of Scripture because I know what I want to do, but what I want to do, I know won't please God. So I'm going to get a hold of this scripture, and by the help of the Lord God Almighty, I'm going to do the scripture. Yes, amen. So then some would come up, you know, and then you have to I'd go right back. Some come up, I go right back. I go right back. I mean, man, I, I wore this thing out. Yes, amen. That it almost didn't open up to Mark 11, 20, 20 toward. Almost most to, to, to uh, Romans 12. Yes, amen. Come on. Am I doing okay? Yes. I'm just trying to make it practical. So whenever you read the Bible, it's going to challenge you. Yes, amen. How many when you drove over here, you just set your car and you just you didn't go to the right, or you didn't go, and you didn't have all the fancy stuff that the brand new cars have now. You know they keep you going in the center. You know let's take all that away. It's you really driving. Woo hey! And what do you have to do? You have to correct the steering wheel, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the same way in your Christian walk. You, you have to make corrections. You're walking with God. That there's, God corrects those that he loves. Doesn't it say that? What does God do? He corrects those that he loves. Now, God loves me more than you. You didn't get that, did you? There's nothing wrong with getting corrected by God. Is it easy? No. Is it fun? No. But why does God do it? Because I know that he loves me. And he wants me to partake of his holiness. He wants me to be sincerely clean by the Lord. He wants me to walk with him so he can walk with me. So that he can clearly reveal himself to me. He can manifest himself to me. I can walk around saying, I have had an ultimate experience with God. My mind can't explain it. Intellectually, I don't know how to tell you, but I know what I know what I know. I know what I experienced. I know what I sensed, and it was God Almighty. Come on, somebody. That's what we need to experience. That's what we need more and more is the presence of God in that kind of, 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 of uh, 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 magnitude and, and influence. Amen. So our love, okay, I'm wrapping it up. I know what you're thinking. It takes preachers 20 minutes to wrap up. I'm, I'm going to do quicker than that. Here we go. Fellowship is very important. It's the parent to real faith. Having the promise is great. Having the promise is right. But I got to tie that in to, to Jesus in fellowship because he's the author and the finisher of my faith. And like the story, he helped me in the ministry when there was lack everywhere. And he changed it. It was, it was great. That was the Lord. Well, all right, now it's walking in the love of God that shows the Lord I really do love him. Well, I really do love you. You know, I've got to say it. I've got to say it. I'm not wanting to, but I've got to say it. A man or a girl, or a young boy, or a young girl, will start to move forward in God. And here will come a man, or a girl, or a young man, or a young girl. And the next thing you know, 
they become entwined with that person. Now listen. And then they could have wrong activity or make wrong decisions or they move in together and have uh, activity that should only happen in marriage. Am I doing, just stay with me, just stay with me, please stay with me. Now, what, what, what goes on right there? I'm loving this person more than I'm loving God. Would someone give me a smile somewhere? <laughs> now, I'm not saying this because I'm enjoying it, okay? But, but I had this impression before, and I went, oh, man, and I got it again. So, in other words, what's this? All I'm doing is bringing out reality on I'm going to love God more than I'm going to love people. I'm going to keep my love for God. And it's like one of those things like, you know, look, I love you. And, you know, and, and, and it's okay with God that we get together. But I love God more than I love you. And I'm just going to let you know right now, ain't none going to happen until we get married. And if they say, well, you just don't love me? Uh, just Because they really love you, they would wait. We okay? (laughs) Boy, the excitement really went away on that one, didn't it? Now, I'm just trying to be practical. I'm not trying to be mean. Look here, in college, did that, done that in college? Are y'all, I did that, done that. Are y'all with me? Did that, done that. And, and, I, and I so hate that 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 happened. Are you hearing me? And I'm so glad. And then, but after that, man, praise God, I did, I did things, I did things right by the help of the Lord. Amen. I mean, it was just, yeah, yeah I could share that story. I don't think we'll share that story. No, we'll, we'll, we'll pass that story. So now I'm just, once again, let's love God. And the enemy wants to bring situations that will make you compromise that love. And if it compromises that love, it compromises your fellowship. And when it compromises your fellowship, it compromises your faith. And it's all an employment of the enemy. Now, I mean, was God mean? No, God's not mean. God wants you to have pleasure, but under the right reasons and the right purposes and the right way. Amen. And it's much more rewarding. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Make your love walk a priority. Love God. Love yourself. Love yourself. You love yourself. And love love other people. And as you develop that love of God and increase in it, it's going to increase your fellowship with the Lord. And here's the promise. If you have the commandment of love and you do it, what does God say he's going to do? Y'all, it's not a trick question. Come on, what's he going to do? He'll dwell. He'll live with you. He'll make himself known to you. All those are right answers. I mean, how many of y'all would like to have that? I think all of us. Well, there's the answer for it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all did great. Y'all still doing good? Everybody all right? Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Such good listeners. 
You're such a good listener. Y'all know you got a great pastor, right? And a sister pastor, you know that, right? Yeah, you you can pay me the $100 later, Pastor Marga. (laughs) No, you really do. Y'all got great pastors, man. If I lived here, I know where I'd go, that's for sure. You got uh, just love people, love God, and just good word every whole bit. Let me pray for you. Can you bow your heads and close your eyes for me? Father God, thank you for your word. Wow, I mean, you really know how to say some things, Lord, that can really help us and uh, challenges us, but it helps us too. And so, Father, we thank you for that love. We thank you that you do correct us because you love us. And Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us and, and teach us and lead us and guide us. Holy Spirit, I pray that the love of God be shed abroad in our heart by you. Do that activity. Let that love be shed abroad in our hearts. Not only now, but through lifetime. Holy Spirit, thank you that because of of that love, hope does not disappoint. Father, no matter where we've been or what we've done, you love us now. You receive us now. You accept us now. And so, Lord, we just receive forgiveness. Wherever we fell short, we just receive forgiveness. And we thank you that the blood was shed for that. And, Father, we just want you to know that we not only have a heart for you, but we really love you. And we want to be obedient to your teachings, to what you ask us to do. And whenever whenever we falter on that, Lord, draw draw us right back to you. Draw us right back into the light. Because knowing you will be the greatest relationship we could ever have on this planet. And from that relationship is better relationships with husbands and wives, people we work with, some people that are difficult. So, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray according to Ephesians 3 that we would come to know that we would experience the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That we may be filled with all the fullness of of you. Oh, Lord, help us walk in that. Wow. Now, and you're all doing great. Just keep that attitude like you have it. You know, you're here now. I'm so glad you made it. You know, and my question to you now is, well, how's your walk with God? How's your walk with God the Father? How's your walk with Jesus? How's your walk with the helping the guidance, the influence of the Holy Spirit. And if it's good, praise the Lord that it is. I pray that it gets better. But you might be sitting there going, wow, you know, this this sermon was good, but it challenged me. I enjoyed it, but it challenged me. It It was like a bittersweet thing. It was sweet, but there was some bitter in there in the fact that I see I need to make some adjustments. That having a heart for God is one thing, but to have a love for God is 
you know, just another element of my walk that I want to increase. So if you happen to be here and you're like, you know, my walk is not where it needs to be with God the Father right now. And I want to acknowledge that before God the Father and before you, Reverend Husky. And I want you to pray for me because all this made sense. And and I want to be a person that loves God and pleases God. I really do. My heart's there. And I want to love on God the Father. So if that is you and you would like to receive prayer, would you raise your hand for me, please? God bless you. God bless both of you. Thank you. God bless you. Over here, God bless you. Thank you in the back. Bless you. Thank you for that. Anyone else? Anyone else? <clears throat> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you and, uh, in just a moment. But now, my next question is this. You know, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away, that I'll give you the Spirit. Now, when you're born again, you do have the Spirit of God on the inside. You're born again of the Spirit. You're sealed by the Spirit. But then you can be filled with the Spirit. Pastor Mark was sharing his experience that he loved the Lord, but he said, man, I was just kind of, you know, kind of roller coaster type of a walk. He said, but the, the moment I became filled with the Spirit of God, that instant I knew I was called. And all I did was just keep rocketing up. And I'm, what an experience, Pastor Mark. That's the value. That's the power of being filled and staying filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, I would like to pray for you to be filled. Now, what's the result of that? You'll receive power. You'll be able to serve God with power. And also, you'll be able to pray in the tongues of men and of angels. Very powerful. Very powerful. God will give you a prayer language. You can pray to him by the Spirit and in the Spirit. So if you're here and you're like, well, Reverend Husky, I'm not, you know, I'm born again, but I've never really prayed in the Spirit. I've never really prayed in what the Bible calls tongues or the tongues of men and of angels. But I believe in it. If if that is you and you'd like to be prayed for to receive the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit, would you raise your hand for me, please? I'd love to pray for you. Okay, yes, ma'am, absolutely. Be glad, love to do that. Anyone else? Okay, praise the Lord. We're, we're going to pray, and we'll be glad to do that. And you, you can look at me now, and you all are, you're doing great. You know, and you know, you dedicated your life Sunday, and you're so glad you're here and you made it, and it's showing a hunger. That's great. I have a question for you. Uh, have you ever been filled with the Spirit? And that's why the Lord's leading me like he's doing. But it's not, you know, I want to be careful here because I, I don't like to put people on the spot. That's not what I'm about. But the Lord's reaching out because I really feel that this could be a really huge plus for you, a really major thing in your walk with God of uh, being filled with the Spirit. So uh, if you'd like to, don't feel like you have to, but if you're like, well, gee, okay, I mean, I'll respond to what the Lord's doing here, you know, then we'd love to pray for you and have this experience of being filled with the Spirit. Would, would you like to experience that? Oh, that's great. But can, can you, may you raise your hand, ma'am, to be filled with the Spirit. Can you come up this way? Are you able to do that? Could you come up this way? Yeah. And then, and I'm going to pray for you all that you wanted to bring your life back with the Lord. I want to pray with you as well. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, 
Yeah, you're, yeah, that's good. Now, it, it's so simple because the Bible talks about in Acts that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. It's a thing you do, but it's, it's the Spirit that gives you the utterance. So, you know, Peter walked out of the water, on, out of the boat on the water. You all know that story by any chance? Well, you could imagine that first step. But if he had stepped out of the boat, he'd have never walked on water. So he had to take the step for God to hold him up by his word. So when you become, and you'll get filled, you'll sense it. You'll sense the love, the joy, and the peace of God. You'll sense it. It'll be supernatural. That's God filling you with his presence. And all you need to do then, once that happens, take a breath in, breathe out, begin to open your mouth, and he gives you the utterance. It's just like that. It's that simple. Now, I'm going to pray for you in the spirit. I'm going to pray for you in other tongues. Because I want to pray that way for you. Now, it's not for you to copy me. That's not what this is about. It's just so that it releases that activity of God. And you're kind of like, wow, that's wow, that's kind of cool. Or that's unusual. Or it's different. Whatever. But the fact is, it is God. And there's much scripture about it. We just don't have time to prove with the scripture. But I think the biggest thing here is the fact you're going to be filled with the presence of God. The love, the joy, and the peace. That's the big one right there. And then we can just yield and pray. Okay? great. Y'all doing great. Right. It, it, it's so simple. We, we make it difficult. If I just gave you the Bible says, take it, you just, it's that simple. Okay. Would y'all stretch your hands out this way, please? All right. Father, in Jesus' name, just like the scriptures say, we can lay hands and people will be filled with your spirit. Father, fill her with the fullness of you. Thank you for that joy. Thank you for that peace. Oh, you're talking about the love of God. Just what we preached on. You can experience it. And I believe you are. Father, just love on her. Give her that peace and joy. Now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to pray through me for her. Ambron se pere carandilo, prarashanda la masi crebreti, la raporo don se brebe, dash talaklandi le clere, saprate, saprate, gleanto brapa, jamamonze crite, zatilo porro popapa, jameneke, zatilepa, bronze, 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 it's okay, they got you. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Just wait on the Lord right there. God's got you. (laughs) Father, in Jesus' name, what a precious lady she is. Lord, she wants to go for it. Ooh, wow. You were ready, weren't you? Wow, you were. Wow, wow, wow. Just wait right there. Don't get in a hurry. Don't get in a hurry. All right, I just got a word of knowledge. Somebody you're having trouble with your chest. Someone having issues with your chest. I don't know what it is. I just know in your chest area, there's a problem. Who is this? God wants to heal you. Huh? Who? Where? Come on up here, please. Let's pray. Uh, can you, can I pray for you? Yes. Come on up here. Let's pray. Praise the Lord. Now, I, God's not being specific, so I have no clue what this is. But I just, he said chest, and it was right then. So I know God, was, God wants to heal you, ma'am. Yeah, can you come right here? And here we go. And have you been to the doctor about this? I go tomorrow. I have an ultrasound on my liver for cancer. 
Okay. Well, God's bigger, isn't he? All right. So the Lord gave the word of knowledge, not me. So here we go. And Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they what? That's you. are ready. Now, I'm going to place man way up here. Yeah, Father, you love people. You sure do. You love people. So, Father, in obedience to you as your ambassador, I lay hands on our sister. And, Father, we release your healing anointing. We release your word of healing, but we also release your healing anointing. The anointing that flowed out to the woman with the issue of blood. Someone touched me because virtue flew, flew out of me. Daughter of thy faith, it made you well. So, Father, give her peace, rest, assurance. And we thank you for that healing anointing now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, family, now let's thank God for, for, for that, for her. Father, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. We're grateful. In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, thank you for it. We're grateful. In Jesus' name. Thank, thanks, let me pray. Okay, let's, let's pray. Now, are you filled with the Spirit? Okay, I thought so. All right, let's pray. All right, pray the same with me. All right. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for being patient and kind and influencing my life. And by your grace, I'm going to respond in a greater measure when you influence me. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm coming to you Completely me. Completely me. So I take self, so I take self off, the throne of my heart. off the throne of my heart. In Jesus, In Jesus I, receive you I receive you as Savior, as Savior and my Lord. My Lord. Sit, Sit on the throne, the throne of, my life, of my life and my heart. And my heart. I, come to you I come to you wholeheartedly and I thank you, and I thank you. for your forgiveness and your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Very good. Stay right there a little bit. Praise God. Now, I, I don't know your name. What's your name? Yes. Huh? Jeanette. Jeanette. Wow, that was that, that took some work for me, didn't it? <laughs> wow. It's a beautiful name, Danette. Beautiful name. Now I'm gonna ask you something. Was that not an awesome experience? Did you like it? Yeah. And what was it like? Can you explain it? Huh? It it that, it is hard putting words, isn't it, Pastor Mark? All right. Now you just experienced God. Could you sense his love? Uh -huh. How about his joy? His peace? Right. And, and now, and, and the other part is being able to speak that prayer language. would be very valuable. So as people can share that with you, the value of it, okay? And then, ma'am, back there, you, you really got, you were ready. You got touched well. So did, did, so did, did you experience 
Did you experience that love? The joy and the peace? Have you ever experienced that before? You have. Well, that's okay if you have. Oh, but it's been a few years ago. Well, way to get that back. And then you want to be able to be the people that's able to pray in the spirit in the, 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 the tongues of men and of angels too. And you may want to talk to some people about that one. But aren't you glad you came to church? Yeah, praise the Lord. All right, Father, thank you for your blessing on her. And uh, lead, guide, direct. We thank you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for letting me pray for you. Yeah. All right. Well, praise the Lord. You guys are awesome. And uh, I'm going to give it back to Pastor Mark. And so uh, put your arms out like this. Put them around you like that. Go like this. And that's me loving on you, okay? All right. Praise the Lord. Bless y'all. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.